0: From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now.
1: On today's broadcast, Seoul and Washington confirm that they are looking at enhanced joint efforts to counter nuclear threats from North Korea. The ruling party and government promise coupons and discounts to stave off inflation ahead of the Lunar New Year. And South Korea seeks to expand tax incentives on strategic industries, including semiconductors. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. A short no by President Joe Biden prompted aides on both sides of the Pacific to offer assurances that South Korea and the U.S. are on the same page in responding to North Korea's nuclear threats. Seoul's presidential office reasserted that the allies are discussing ways to jointly plan and implement exercises involving U.S. nuclear assets. American officials agreed that the two sides are considering tabletop exercises to develop possible scenarios. Daniel Che has more.
0: Getting off Marine One after landing on the South Lawn of the White House, U.S. President Joe Biden denied. That he discussed joint nuclear exercises with South Korea. Shortly after Biden said no on Monday, a ranking official from the Biden administration, however, clarified the position, saying that Washington is looking at enhanced joint efforts with Seoul to counter-threat from North Korea. The official told Reuters that although it will be difficult to carry out a nuclear exercise with a non-nuclear state, the Allies are considering enhanced information sharing and expanded contingencies, and an eventual tabletop exercise. Military officials explore various war scenarios during tabletop exercises. This came in the wake of President Yoon sung interview with a local daily earlier this week, during which he said the Allies are discussing ideas related to the joint planning and implementation of exercises vis-a-vis U.S. nuclear assets to ensure effective extended deterrence against North Korea. He added that Washington was positive on the matter. Yoon's chief press secretary Kim Mune on Tuesday reconfirmed Yoon's remarks. She argued that Biden had to respond with no when a reporter asked simply if the allies are discussing joint nuclear exercises. The term is commonly used for drills involving nuclear weapon states, which South Korea is not, according to the press secretary. She said the two sides are in talks over information sharing, joint planning, and implementation in relation to the operation of U.S. nuclear assets to respond to North Korea's nuclear weapons. In response to related inquiries by KBS on Tuesday, a spokesperson for the White House National Security Council pointed to the South Korea-U.S. summit in Phnom Penh in November, after which Yoon and Biden instructed their officials to come up with joint response measures to deal with various nuclear attack scenarios by North Korea. South Korea and the U.S. have previously conducted the so-called Snow Cat drills, short for Support of Nuclear Operations with Conventional Air Tactics, with South Korean fighter jets escorting a U.S. B-52 strategic bomber dropping a mock warhead on a target. Daniel Che,
1: KBS World Radio News. The ruling people power party and the government discussed ways to stabilize prices ahead of the Lunar New Year holiday, which will run for four days from January 21st. In a meeting on Tuesday, the PPP's chief policymaker, Sung Il-jong, said the two sides agreed on providing a record supply of items that are most sought out during the holidays. The party and the government will seek to reduce the public's grocery bills by providing coupons while superstores plan to offer discounts of up to 50% on high-demand items. The senior lawmaker added that they will also mull ways to provide discounts on electricity and gas bills, such as expanding energy vouchers, to help the energy vulnerable to cover heating expenses. Other plans include exempting highway tolls and fees for public parking lots during the holiday. The government will announce finalized plans on Wednesday. The South Korean government is seeking to expand tax incentives on strategic industries including semiconductors in response to technological hegemony and heightened supply chain competition in the global market. Finance Minister Chu Kyung-ho reported on the tax support plan during Tuesday's cabinet meeting. The finance ministry said the incentives are aimed at reviving corporate investment sentiment and securing global competitiveness of strategic industries. Under the plan, the government will push to further raise the tax credit rate for conglomerates' facility investment in the semiconductor, vaccine, and secondary battery industries to 15% from the current 8%. The tax credit rate for small to mid-sized enterprises will be raised from 16 to
0: 25%. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea.
1: There were 61 positive COVID-19 cases among travelers attempting to enter South Korea from China on just the first day of stricter quarantine rules in response to a surge in cases in China. According to the Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency, 1,052 travelers arrived at Incheon International Airport from China on Monday, with 309 planning on a short-term stay of up to 90 days. Of those entering on short-term visas, 61 tested positive for COVID-19, roughly equivalent to one in every five arrivals tested. Those who test positive are required to undergo a seven-day quarantine at a state facility. Meanwhile, heightened quarantine rules for travelers entering South Korea from China will be expanded to arrivals from Hong Kong and Macau. Those departing from Hong Kong and Macau will be required to take a PCR or rapid antigen test within 48 hours prior to departure starting Saturday. An advocacy group calling for an increase in the government budget to protect the rights of people with disabilities were in an hours-long standoff with the police and Seoul metro officials at a subway station in Seoul for the second straight day. Some 20 members of the Solidarity Against Disability Discrimination were blocked from boarding each time a train arrived at Dongdaemun History and Culture Park Station ensuing in clashes and falls. Police dispatched some 200 officers to the station. The group's subway protests gained prominence last year, with wheelchair-bound activists repeatedly boarding and disembarking trains to cause delays in subway services. Following a brief hiatus, it resumed protests on Monday and said on Tuesday that it would stage a protest every weekday except holidays. The protests will be held in stations on line number 4, which includes Sangachi Station in Yongsan District, the closest station to the presidential office. Sad members were in a 13-hour standoff with the police at Samgakji station on Monday, prompting Seoul Metro to order 13 trains to skip the station to prevent accidents until the group voluntarily dispersed at around 10 p.m. The police investigative team probing the Itaewon crowd crush on Tuesday referred Yongsan District Chief Pak Hee-yong and other district officials to the prosecution for their roles in the tragedy. This Seoul Western District Prosecutor's Office was sent the cases of Pak and Choi Won-joon, the head of Yongsan District's Safety and Disaster Unit. Both were arrested on charges of occupational negligence resulting in death. Yu Sung jae the district's deputy chief, and Moon In-hwan, the head of the office's Safety, Construction and Transportation Division, were also referred for indictment without detention. All four officials face accusations of neglecting to take precautionary measures ahead of the Halloween festivities and causing more fatalities through their mishandling of the emergency response. South Korea's first lunar orbiter, Danuri, has sent back photos of the Earth and the moon taken as it began its year-long mission in lunar orbit. The Korea Aerospace Research Institute released photos on Tuesday with a clear view of Earth as well as craters on the moon's surface taken with a high-resolution camera on board the orbiter known as the Lunar Terrain Imager. The first photo was captured on December 24th, some 344 kilometers above the moon, with the second coming four days later at an altitude of 124 kilometers after settling into lunar orbit on December 27th. Two others were taken on the last day of 2022, as well as New Year's Day. Photos of the moon's surface sent by Danuri will be used to select a landing site for a lunar module Korea plans to send by 2032. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 6.99 points, or 0.31% on Tuesday, closing the day at 221868 That's the news from KBS World Radio's New Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.